time to spark it up with the kennel linguists. Yeah. I mean, look what happened in Colorado. They're like, oh, Colorado's going to run out of weed. <laughs> the fact that you got to go to McDonald's and get a value meal supersized on the state, that never happens anywhere. With your hosts, April O'Connor. You need to smoke weed after you go to the whorehouse because yeah, you're kind of being contemplative and wondering... <laughs> Like a store gun store, like a store gun store. <laughs> Check cash in place. Sounds familiar. And Alex Mandelberg. It's like Tyson hit her in the vagina. <laughs> that, I feel like, is where the line is. I feel like the line is, if it can make you better, it's performance enhancing. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but about Apple. Yeah, let's do it. Chong's Choice, Power Plant Fitness, Grandparents Smoking More as Kids Smoke Less, and a Colorado DA says some confusing shit about legalization on the can of linguists, Alex Mandelberg, April O'Connor, just the two of us. You're just, just the two Just the two of us. You're giggling because you've had, you had what we've only... Well, yeah. I've well, had a, I had a really rough day, a rough couple of days. My uncle passed away. And he he's been battling cancer for a long time, so not to get all somber in the beginning, but he uh, it, I really wish that he gave cannabis a better chance because he was trying it for a little bit and it was working, but then he was like drinking with it and being like, "I'm getting yeah. too fucked up." But you know, bless his soul. But uh, so I had a little drink with the neighbors, so I took an Uber here or a Lyft, actually, to be specific. And here's here's the set is like you know, listen, it, it, what you gain today though is one of the best stories of a Lyft driver I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Doesn't weigh up at all to what you lost. Not even no. close. No. But I'm telling you. It was a pretty good fucking story. It's a pretty good fucking story. <laughs> it's a really good fucking Oh, God. All right, so I'm going to let you go. I don't want to build it up too much. I just want to let the people know, like, April, like, everyone who's going, oh, April's had a shitty day. I'm like, dude, guys, listen, she's had a shitty day, but... Know that there was some silver lining in her cloud today. <laughs> and that is the two and a half hours of prep we've been sitting here laughing. Oh, about, oh God. All right. So tell the story. Jesus Christ. Okay. So um, I brought I bring my little doggy over here because this little girlfriend is here. And so <laughs> when I got into the car, I'm like, it's cool if I bring the dog, right? And he was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, does he shed? I'm like, no. So I just, I'll just I'll keep him on my lap. Don't worry. And he's like, it's okay. He's like, you know, people get mad about that. And, you know, they'll just I was like, oh, I don't really I never give you a bad review unless you're like a total cunt, you know, and he's like, well, I got a I got a one star from this girl who just like didn't agree with my political views. And she's like, well, well, I think I think he was a transgender. I was like, oh, woo, woo. like, by the way, first of all, like, <laughs> the, here we like, go. Like Game on. Someone says that you're alarmed. Like when someone says someone gave douche me a douche alert. It's a douche alert. When someone says I got a one star because of my political views, I go like, all right. <laughs> Like, I, like in my math, I go okay. So this is gonna be a fun it, ride. If I feel like if you if you were a Bernie supporter and you were super pushy about it, I feel like that's a three star rating. Like I feel like that gets you a three star. They're like he was a great driver, really pushy about the Bernie shit though. But you know he was he was pushing equality. So you know hey, equal is a C, and I'm gonna give you a C. Yeah. So I feel like that's what a Bernie supporter would have gotten. A Hillary supporter, like someone who is diehard Hillary, ah, God, I really don't know what you like. I feel like that. <laughs> I feel like someone would probably be like two, like two star because they're just like I've heard all of it before. I've heard all your knocks. 
but a one star rating that's a Trump that's a Trump supporter. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what are you a Trump supporter? I was like, you're a Republican. He's like, yeah. Uh, I know. He's like, not necessarily a Trump supporter. And he, then he st- goes on to tell me the story about how the 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 his uh, his his rider, which he thought was a transgender. Okay, <laughs> he that, said a trans, like <laughs> one of them transgenders. <laughs> and then he said that uh, they got mad at me for saying like we were driving by and there was like you know there was two two cars like pulled up next to each other, you know, like a drug deal. And it was like in a bad neighborhood, you know. And uh, he said. He said there were minorities. Like he used the word minorities so many times in place of the N word. Like it was just like it was like you just just say it because that's what you mean. Like it's and he's like and she she the or the transgender got upset. I'm like if if it looks like a girl, that means it's a girl. Like yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, girl. yeah. He's I mean, like, but that's the thing about he's like, these. He's like, oh, they said they look sketchy. He's like, yeah, they must. You know, oh, it looks pretty sketchy. And she got mad and saying, why? Because they're black. He's like, no, because it looks sketchy. And then he just kept getting into just like about like how he fucks with people online. And I'm like, oh, so you're a troll. And he's like, oh, I just got verified. And like, oh, okay. You're in the industry. By the way, we're We're on on his his Twitter right now. If anyone wants to know who this dude is, his name is Michael A. McRae at Michael underscore McRae, M-A-C-R-A-E, in case you want to like he's. I mean, here's the thing. I, I, the I am guy, calling you out right now, Michael. You can, you can call this dude out all like it, you're an, you're 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 a, a an aspiring writer director in Los Angeles. First of all, welcome and to a the staunch Republican and a staunch Republican. So first of all, welcome to the longest uphill climb that any uh, industry like because because you're not quiet about being a Republican. Like all the Republicans who've been successful were closeted until they were <laughs> successful. Talk to John Voigt. Talk to Gary Sinise. They did not come out as Republicans until they were already fucking popular as all hell. Second of all, you already pissed me off because you do that whole, well, I don't support, uh, I'm a Republican, but I don't really support Trump. And then it's the whole thing where it's like, well, I've been shitting on Hillary for so long, even if it has been unwarranted, that now I feel like I have to be against her, which means that you're for Trump. And this is that's mm-hmm. why this election is driving yeah. me the craziest because this is the first I, election that everyone is voting against someone else. Everyone's just voting against who they hate. No one's voting for anyone they want. I know Bernie supporters want to burn me at the stake right now. I'm not talking about you. Unfortunately, I'm talking about the general election that you're more than 99% not going to fucking be in yeah. unless you get in as an independent. Oh, in you which mean case, with the minorities? In, <laughs> <laughs> minorities no, please that, that's the problem if the minorities would have voted for fucking bernie he would have gotten the democratic nomination no, i just wanted to keep digging at this dude for i mean see, yeah, no it he's, gets he's worse terrible. please let me let me get into it gets so because i was like this is fucking juicy because at first i was like oh man it was like people are so fucking sensitive you know with work and then and then as he starts talking i was like oh no now i know why you got a one star because you're a fucking racist prick holy shit he started talking about uh the black like he he's like, oh yeah, I got I got pulled over by, by a black cop, and uh, you know he was trying to fuck with me for giving attitude, and so I hit record, and he just drove away, and then he's like, he's like, I've, he's like, I've been harassed. You by You told the- me he got pulled over by no, somebody. No, 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 no. This is different. He goes, I got harassed by the cops once. He's like, yeah, they pulled me over because I was in a hoodie. They said I looked suspicious. They probably thought I was black. Oh, I was like, oh my goodness, it's getting 
worse and worse. Uh, but this like, is the, this is so the no, no, of that's dude, when I've... I picked up my phone and I wanted to like, I, I actually started recording him, but I think he picked up that I was doing that. And then, cause I, I put my phone down. I just was like, I have to get, this is so golden. This is part like, okay. But he got wise to it and he, he started shutting up, huh? Well, he started talking about how he goes online and I was like, oh, so you're a troll. He's like, yeah, well, kind of. I was like, so you fuck with people online for, and he's talking about the police videos, different police videos where like kid, black kids are getting shot. And he's like, like, here's a, here's a thing we, I, I pulled right from his, uh, from his Twitter. It's like, most times when you respect the police, they will respect you. You got to give it to get it. He's like, I love how people try to assert their rights when it comes to the police. How about just fucking respect the police? I'm like, you don't understand the plight of a black man like you yeah. are fucking you're a fucking white boy like what i mean i'm as white as fuck too but i've been in a car with you know with minorities <laughs> i'm sorry now here's the thing i <laughs> said i said something on those lines two weeks ago though and here's where me and let this, me finish what i was saying well i was gonna say this is where me and this gentleman stand apart very much is going like this man says everyone just fucking respect them and i go no no no, no. don't just fucking respect like that it's not a whole like just fucking respect them. It's no. L- they need to get their shit right, and we need to be respectful when that happens. So it, it's a give and get. I, I these people like this who just go respect them. It's like no, they're not being respectful. Right, but then he also told the story about how this cop. A black cop said something to him and he like rolled his eyes at the cop and then the cop pulled him over and he's like, what did you pull me over for? And then he hit record on his dash cam and then the co- supposedly the cop drove away. And like you, you, you gave an attitude to somebody trying. You, you, yeah. And then you're co- contradicting yourself in your online trolling motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a real guy. And, and he also made a terrible, terrible video about Donald. What it would be like if Donald Trump was having sex. Oh, that's pretty bad. Go and on his, was, go on his Twitter. Guys. Yeah, go ahead. Tro- go on troll his, him and tell like troll the shit, troll out, the of this shit out of this dude. Okay, seriously. Like I've been in the car. I was saying, I, and I told him the story in the car. I was like, you don't understand. I was like, I've been in the car, like with my, with my ex who's half black and, and the kid that w- was with him who he actually was white but he's like super like he was like the only white kid in the Cambodian blood gang so he was like all in the they were fuck, all in red I mean totally looked like a gangster regardless but they came and they pulled us over they took them out of the car shook the whole car, car down looked underneath the seats patted them down and then looked at me and was like they give you anything to hold for them ma'am and the whole time I had all the drugs on me <laughs> and, I, and they were yours and they were mine that I was going to sell to them. <laughs> God, God bless. <laughs> I mean, God hypothetically. Bless God bless it. I love sh- I love stories like that. No, but it's just like I it, it, to see how people. I mean, I've been in New York City where cops have just pulled pulled us over, sh- shook down the car looking for weapons, and then just left. To me, this guy they just re- stopped reading, me for no reason. Reading the Twitter frame and like seeing the video about Trump and all that stuff, it's like going. It, it, this man just reeks of the quintessential uh, going crazy Republicans. Republicans, a lot of them are losing their effing minds right now because they're really like they're going. I don't know. I've been shitting on Hillary for so long, but so many of them have been shitting on Trump for so long. And now they're really at this crossroads where it's like, do I get behind the madman I know is a madman or do I get behind the person that? Some of the shit I've been saying has been unwarranted. Some of it has been warranted. And I don't even know the difference anymore because I've been spewing all of it for so long because I've just wanted to hate her. It's 
it's a really rough choice. Republicans are facing a rough world right now. And guys like this who I witness like go crazy who are like, you're driving Lyft and you're talking political views to your drivers. First of all, you're fucking stupid. Yeah, just make Don't you, ever- shut your mouth and make your money. Yeah. Like, are you- shut your mouth and make your money or talk about the weather or sports. Something that is non-conference. If you're bringing up politics, I- first of all, fucking Stop. No, but but instantly when I got in the car, I feel like I opened him up to say things because I was like, yeah, everybody's fucking so fucking sensitive because I'm a comic and I'm used to like, you know, people being sensitive. It's like, oh, someone gave me shit about talking about domestic violence on stage after like because I was making light of it. And I'm like, well, guess what? I've been through that. So that's my coping mechanism. So fuck off. I can talk about that if I want to talk about that. But, and, you know, but it doesn't just because. Doesn't mean you just be, if you get raped, you get to joke about rape. Anybody can joke, joke about rape if it's a joke. It's a fucking joke. Calm down. Yeah. I, I, get you, your fucking panty. You know, so I feel like he's my rule to is be, as long as it's funny, everything's in play. But it has to be fun. And the more touchy the subject, the more important it is that it has, has to, to be, be funny. clever and funny. It has to be funny. You it know? has to be hilariously funny. So, all right. But it was just, it, it, he, it, it just kept going and going. And I was like, this is amazing. This is like, I, I, I had to look him up. He told me he was verified. He's not verified. I uh, think he's verified on he Facebook and he's a liar. Anyways, fuck you, Michael McRae. We're moving into our stuff. So the other thing is actually. And I also- didn't even give you a bad rating. I haven't given you a rating yet, sir. But. Goddamn no. minorities. <laughs> no, many, seriously. Okay, if I had to put an over-under on the number of times he said minor, the word minorities, was it over 10? Oh, yeah. Over 15? Um, That's, we're, we're right, we're, like between 15 and 20. We're be, right in the yellow area. And we're only talking like a, a yeah, in a 20-minute 20, 20 ride. It's a 20-minute ride. 20-minute ride. 20 ride. So, yeah, he was, he was... That's a minority a minute. Yeah. I mean... I mean, he. I felt like he because he felt like he was in in good company because I was like, yeah, fuck these fucking sensitive motherfuckers. His but, his 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 but footnote he, but, is uh is clueless about women, but I do know my way around a donut. Actor, writer, occasional director, MGMT, Ginger McCartney. Oh, don't even now. You're, oh, everybody, management. Everybody's gonna holler at his management and be like, fuck this motherfucker. Yeah, what our listener might fucking. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, here's the actor, writer, occasional director. I guarantee you he hasn't been paid to do any of those three I things. You said that was amazing. Guaranteed has not been paid to do any of those three things. I, 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 ca- I called you out because because you were wearing a hoodie. You, and you've been called sketchy. out by April O'Connor, son. You've been called out. <laughs> That's an next April time, O'Connor next call Next time, out. Just, just say the word. Because you, when you use minorities to talk about black people and not like minorities as a whole, meaning like all different types of people, it, it just just say black. I mean, say black people. Like what? Yeah. Was, you know, because it just like you seem like he took a pot. He took a beat to be like, you know, and they were minorities. <laughs> yeah, because he was going, well, this is the word that I would usually say, but I shouldn't say like, you know what, dude? Just say what you want to say. Because here's the thing. If it's the N-word, you let me know a lot about you if that's the word that came to your mind. And if it's black people, you let me know a lot of what came to your mind if that's what you think. Or if you say minorities, really, because that's what's in your mind, you let me know a lot because now I know you're a fucking psychopath if that's really the word that comes to your mind when you see a group of black people standing. If the first thing that comes to your mind is, oh, there's a group of minorities, 
fucking seek help. Oh, oh, the, there's and there's a drug deal going on. Yeah, there's a drug deal going on with those minorities. You know, I, I don't want to talk about you anymore, Michael McRae. Goodbye. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> and you fuck. Go fucking drive some fucking lift. And he's and like, Uber, it's me. It's fucking. He's like, yeah. There's a picture of me drinking my Starbucks cup. Like, of course. Like, 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 like I'm basic. I was like, like, yeah, you basic. Every fucking douche. Anyway, so the other thing that we're talking about is also an April story. Douche alert. Woo, you woo, going? Woo. You going to uh, Chong's choice that uh, oh, the party yeah. thing? So tell us about uh, the, the the festivities that you missed well, Justin uh, yeah. Ruppel's first impressions and, uh, for. Well, I'm sure you have a DVR still. Um, he. It was cool because so Chong had a 78th birthday and it was the launch of his new line, which is joints and vape cartridges. And it was a huge party at a soundstage. Tons of celebrities with Action Bronson and um, who else? Uh, I saw Lunell and P- she showed up with PG Wiz Khalifa's mom. Uh, with Mike Judge was there. There was a bunch of comedians. They had a comedy show. But I guess... I mean, I just was getting high in the back like the whole time. And you said you enjoy, said that a lot of people were not paying attention. To the enjoying show. the full bar, and I mean, well, that's just. I mean, okay, from a standpoint of it being a party, that shit was cracking. There was definitely way more people than there were seats. There was, you know, I didn't get a gift bag because that shit all got given out. But uh, so it was a cracking party. But from a comics perspective, it wasn't conducive to the comedy. You, know, you could tell even like Eric Griffin, Jordan Rock. Um, th- uh, who else got on? Uh, John Radinsky from from uh, SNL. And just when you see people trying to do comedy in a huge room where they have an open bar at the back and all these tables and tons yeah, there's of a lot of there's a lot of crosstalk. Just going. a lot. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't con- conducive for them to get there. Well, yeah, it's, hard it's a to party, hear. and th- it's hard to have a comedy show in the middle of a party because yeah. it's a party, and then you want everyone to quiet down and listen to a comedy show, and then have a party again. No, it's not music. Yeah, the party it's was not- cracking. Everybody in the industry was there. Well, yeah, you were telling me that though it, it was very businessy. Like there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of suits there. Well, it was what now by suits it just means that our our industry is. Uh, it's like now there's so many people. It was a lot of industry like dispensary owners and yeah, suits and people that are coming into the industry now. And it's not not the hippie vibe at all. It was definitely more. Perf- and I know, said to you in the pre-show, and- I said, but the thing is, like those are the people who get weed legalized. The hippies yeah. had their chance. And they fucking were kicking a hacky sack around smelling for like 25 patchouli. fucking years smelling like patchouli wearing Birkenstocks. Yeah. And the and slowly trudging the business forward. And now these legitimate businessmen who I will admit are kind of douchey, kind of not the hippie vibe that all of us. Uh, not, I'm not saying I shouldn't say us because I'm not a hippie. All you hippies, you know, aren't as big a fan of. But those are the people who get shit done. Got to admit. They're the people with the money. It's a lot of people like. Well, they, they the money and the also know the people. And, yeah. They know they they got a, a a a senator in their cell phone. Oh yeah. Like a U.S. senator, they got his number on their cell phone, and they like call him and they're like, "Hey, so I'm in this business and I need some regulation mm-hmm. pushed through and blah 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 totally. blah blah." Like, totally. Those types of guys. Those are the guys who get shit done, though. And do I think that that needs to change? Maybe yes, but for now, you fucking play the game, man. We want legalization. You you gotta have some of these guys on your team. It was a it was a cracking party. It, it was, was a cracking party. It was though. a cracking party. 
what did they just from a comics perspective that would be like my my only like if i could see that really good comics were struggling to get heard so what were they the releasing what we, let's get to that what what were they releasing it no well it was a launch party so yeah they're that's Is it, it pre-rolled it's joints pre-rolled joints in a pack like like a cigarette pack of uh pre-rolled yep. joints huh? yep and then eighth flower jar and oil cartridge and thc strips Oh, he's doing like those those meltable strip things, huh? Mm-hmm. Eh, I don't know how I feel about those. Hey, I mean, I didn't like those with Listerine either, though. Yeah. So to each. So I wonder. It's it's in California. I think there's going to be in other states too. I wonder. States. Let's see. Arizona, California, Colorado, Montana, Oregon, and Washington. So West Coast. They're in. They're in the West Coast. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure it'll expand. Well, it's I. Uh, don't expand too big too fast. That's what we talked about last week. That, that gets a lot of these companies in trouble. Well, uh, and I also I just added them on their Facebook page, and there was a picture of him saying, support your local growers. So I can get behind that for sure, that he's keeping it local and not big business. And so where, each state that he's in, it's going to have to be local. Hippie. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I shower today. Don't roll your eyes at me when I call you a hippie. I know. I love it. Sit there and take it. Take it and be happy about it. I love it. You like being called a hippie? So it was a fun party. It was banging. It was a good time. It was a a cracking party, but it was definitely... um, It was definitely... Was it open bar? Like open open bar, dude. It was open bar. Don't bullshit a bullshitter. But what... It was definitely industry people meant to mingle in a in a very party setting. So there was lots of chatter. Like the I don't know, just from a comics perspective, that's my only like gripe was because I was like, <laughs> Oh, I feel for them, you know. But like yeah. no, everybody else is like is completely unfazed by no, that. But we've, a good we've, time. All, we've all been in that position, what, a hundred and fifty times where you're just in a room that doesn't give a fuck about the oh, comedy yeah. you're you just, doing. Do your, yeah, you're fucking... You work through it. That's, you, that's oh, the job. Just, the job just, is to work through it. You just keep going, and like, even if you got the first three rows, you got yeah, the Yeah, I was first about to say, rows. you said that the first three rows of people were paying attention. It's like, listen, if those people are there and they're paying attention and laughing, then just play to them and fuck and was, everyone else. It was definitely more than that, but you could tell that even the comics were like, oh, man. yeah, We could tell when they're, the crowd is making them struggle, and just yeah. it makes the environment... Uh, but that's why it, it's it was dumb of them to have comedy. If you're having a party where you want businessmen to talk, comedy is the last thing you want. Yeah, because I mean, if in a comedy room you want no fucking chatter, you want yeah. no talking, you want res- you know respect and and ideally like a close. Comedy is closest to theater. Yeah, in the fact that it's like we want a perfectly quiet audience. That reacts when we want them to react. Yeah. And other than that, shuts the fuck up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's the worst idea to have for a party. Mm-hmm. For a party, you want a band or something like that. You yeah. Know. They had a and, DJ at first and then after. So I would just rock a DJ because it's like you don't even want a band because then people might pay attention. You, if you just want businessmen to talk, man, DJ it up. Fucking DJ, rock the top 40s. Just put it on an end- endless loop. Yeah. Don't even care. It was cracking, though. It was so many people. There were lots of lots of familiar faces in the industry, and it was cool. It was definitely a cool thing to be invited to. It was cool to be a part of it? It was cool, yeah. It was very... It was very uh... Even if you felt like there were a lot of uptight suits there? Nah. <laughs> I, I mean... 
It, it's good. That's what it is. It was a launch party for their business, so they want to invite everybody that could be potential buyers, and yeah. they're, they're throwing a, a schmooze party and giving giving everybody samples, so they're down for it. And it's fucking. I obviously, you know, it's it's Tommy Chong. <laughs> like, <laughs> kind of a god to you. Yeah. Kind of a little bit of a we guy. We fucking love him. Yeah, no. I man. got to. I gave Lunell some honey. Ah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. She was like, "I love this is bomb. I'm gonna rub this stuff on me." I was like, "Here, take some more." <laughs> all these, all these businessmen. We're gonna have to start having them in as guests. Oh, we'll have to start inviting oh, some people in. Some, some like industry people. I'll some invite some industry. I'll invite some. I want some suits in here. I want, I want to meet some of these suits. That's who I want to meet. Oh. I want to meet the. I mean, I want to meet the glass dude that we we saw that video of earlier as well. The Mills. Uh, is that his last name? Mm-hmm. The guy who's in the video with two chains. The, the, oh, the, Adam Mill. Yeah, Adam Mill. Uh, mm-hmm. Him. But he's not a suit. He's a beard and the long hair. I, I want a suit. You want a well, suit. I want a suit. Mm-hmm. That's what I want in here. All right. Uh, all right. So moving I'll on. Make it happen. So this is the one I'm really excited to talk about. Power Plant Fitness. Uh, it's a weed-friendly gym that's opening up in San Francisco that is founded by the dude who uh, does the 420 games and... Ricky fucking Williams. Uh, that's right. Ricky Williams, the football player, who the running back who was drafted by the Saints, played for them for a few years. Uh, I believe he went to Miami at that point, had problems with marijuana, and then told the league when they were like, listen, you got to stop smoking weed if you want to be a football player. And he said, I'd rather smoke weed than play football, which he did for like a year, lived in a tent out in the middle of nowhere. And then he was like, fuck, I need money for weed. Well, I'll play football for like three, four more years, get enough money that I can smoke weed forever. And that was what he did. He went back to football for a few years. He never had another weed uh, positive test. He actually had a very good last few years. He, he played very well even uh, into his 30s. And now he is founding this weed-friendly gym in San Francisco, of course, mm-hmm. uh, which is unfortunately far too long of a drive for me uh, every time I need to work out. But uh, hell yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't smoke in there. You can vape or you can you, eat yeah, edibles. You can vape or edibles, yeah. Um, and uh, it's going to be ran by Ricky. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> That's uh, it was saying that it's gonna focus on integrative full body and mind training. There was a there's a cool press well, release. Well, Ricky, here's the thing. It, it's interesting. Just Ricky Williams as a person. I don't know. Did you ever see the? Uh, I think they did a thirty for thirty for. Or they did some. ESPN documentary on him, or no? It might have just been a documentary that was done on him. I love. Did that. you ever see it? No. He is a very interesting person. Like he's he's very introverted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Those are always and, the smartest ones. Yeah, though. and but very, 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 very brilliant was what I was actually going to say after that. Like he's a very smart guy, very uh, quick assimilator of things, but very socially awkward dude. And you could tell that this was a dude when they were showing him the videos in this documentary when he was high. You were seeing a dude who is actually able to communicate his feelings to people because he was high, like because he could actually slow down and have the words mm-hmm. like that's the type of dude that he was. And because of that became a very, very, very spiritual dude. Those dudes either go hard science, fuck religion, or they go the other way and just go like really highly spirituality shit. 
which is what he did. Like, yeah. Very, very super spiritual dude, but very quiet and introverted. So an interesting guy. I, I, I wish I could remember the name of the documentary that I watched about him, but just finding out about this guy who really was willing to give up the biggest – I mean, he he was out of the NFL for arguably – the most money-making years of his career, the late 20s, early 30s. That was what he missed and came back and was still able to perform and still swears that weed was the best thing in the world for him. And fuck yeah. And and it's cool. This this uh, They also already produce a line of cannabis-based athletic edibles designed for both pre-workout and post-workout. Which is you Which know is what something that I've been thinking I'm about glad doing that, for a while. I'm glad that you brought that up because it's actually uh, so cool. a uh, an offensive lineman for the Baltimore Ravens this week wrote an open letter to the NFL Players Association, I believe, for their magazine, begging the commissioner to take marijuana off the ban list. And his reason was highly uh, the the title of the article was "Stop the T Train." Now, if, uh, if a lot of you probably don't know what that slang is. Uh, Toradol is that's that miracle drug that just if something hurts or if you just don't want things to hurt, that's that thing that you inject and you you got yeah. three hours of feeling like Superman. Is and, that what killed Michael Jackson? Uh, no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But that's that's that stuff that the the T train as the in the NFL term is uh, pregame. They, the players will line up at their locker and the, the trainer will just go down hitting each and every one of them with the Toradol shot. And they call that the T-Train. And this guy was, I wish, I, I think his name's Eugene something. I can't remember his last name. But uh, he's basically saying that marijuana, if nothing else, to get these dudes off of these opiates, to yeah. give them a safer alternative. Yeah. To these opiates. And it protects them from the and, concussions. And that was the other one that he said. He went he went between getting them off of the opiates and protecting. That was Those were the two major points. I, I love that you brought that up. That was the other one. He went, and we know it helps protect against concussions. Mm-hmm. And with the CTE shit coming up and finding out that it's from concussions, let's give ourselves some help. Mm-hmm. And so working out, knowing it's a bronchodilator. Everything about this, having there be like that, those pre-workout and post-workout things that you can take for that, having that be cannabis related so that the muscles and the joints aren't aching, that's all good shit. And I love that Ricky Williams is involved in it because he's a professional athlete. And this 420 game shit is pretty fucking cool too. Yeah, the 420 games is kind of cool. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just nice to know. It, it The 420 games is just... A big example of look, stoners can be athletes too. We're not all sitting around. And yeah, they're raising eating, money and eating munchies. It's a four point two mile <laughs> fun run or whatever, and yeah. then uh, two hours of beer tasting from Lagunitas. Well, that listen, sounds like you a know. good time to me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm so happy that Ricky Williams and and you know what, I'm so happy that and Rick- then a two hour concert. I'm so happy that Ricky didn't have to live his whole life in shame after because a lot of people shamed him when he left the NFL. And they said, how how dare you say that smoking weed is more important than football? And you really came to find out that smoking weed is what let him be a person. 
he wasn't a person for a long time. He was kind of this introvert weirdo and good. Let it, let him help use it to help people work out. Cause he's an athlete and people will trust him. So good. Fucking good. I'm glad. Good for you, Ricky. Good for you. Uh, the guy who is it McAlpine. Yeah. McAlpine, the 420 times. Guy. Yeah. Good for both of you. I hope you're, uh, I hope your gym does very well. Power plant fitness up in San Francisco. I'm sure yeah. it will. I, I, where was that quote where he swore that I got to find that one that he, he says uh, the mission of my first venture was to show the world that cannabis is not bad and it does not make people lazy or stupid. And that's the whole game, the 420 games thing. Oh, yeah. No, he, he had an interview with someone else where he was just cursing up a sermon. No, no, he was I just like it. working with Ricky is fucking great. No, no, I got it. I got it. You got it. Um. Oh, yeah, here it is. Having Ricky as a partner is fucking awesome because he exemplifies a successful and very athletic person who, who also uses, uses cannabis. cannabis. Ricky is as smart as he is a talented athlete, and that is a big statement. And that is very true. He's yeah. an exceedingly talented athlete and, uh, and, I and can, exceedingly smart human being. I can really get behind the, this quote where he says, I felt ashamed of my lifestyle to some degree. I have learned to flip that around, and now I wear my lifestyle as a badge of honor. So it's really, I mean, just in the 10 years that I've been in California now, just being in the industry and around it, and it's taken this long for even my family to come around. Like my, even after my uncle was not doing well, I just, I sent, sent her some bomb and my mom's like, he put it on his arm and his pain went away. Like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've been doing this for 10 fucking years. <laughs> okay. You're, I'm going to not really give you a hard time because at least you're getting it now. You know, it took that long to sink in, so I'm just going to ease it back. But it's not fucking snake oil. Well, that's always what they think. It's They just think it's the new snake oil. Listen, I'll admit, I thought that's what Rick Simpson oil was when they were selling that to me on uh, on Sam Hamid's news station. They were like, oh, yeah, this is Rick Simpson. I was like, it sounds, it sounds like you sound like snake a modern-day snake oil salesman. Yeah. So I, I, you have to understand that's why people think that because it sounds that way. And you know that's what anything good, you know, it's you always we've we've become a very skeptical society. Anyways, moving on. So grandparents are statistically the ones who are flocking more to marijuana, and kids are smoking less. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, yeah, th- this feels like one of those yeah does stories. Like when people write this, I go, well, when you legalize something, you regulate its distribution. And now, rather than having black market dealers who will sell to anybody because they're looking to make a dollar, you have businesses that are responsible to their licenses that don't want to lose said business licenses, so they sell only to the people they're allowed to sell to. And also, old people like doing legal things. They love it. Legal weed was right up their fucking alley. Right up there, so yeah. I did, did that surprise. Did this one surprise you at all, April? I I love that older people are getting open to this because it wasn't around in their you know earlier part of their life. So it's well, like it, it was it taboo. Was, it was it wasn't accepted. Yeah, there was there was the fact that it wasn't accepted culturally, religious, whatever. Just well, and also we've talked about this before. Back in their day, there was weed. 
and that was it. You just got weed. You didn't know what it was. Just it was all backyard boogie. Oh wow! Here's here's the statistic: seniors account for only fourteen percent of the population, but they use more than thirty percent of all prescription drugs, including highly addictive painkillers. Well, yeah, we we know that one. I mean, they're they're my my aunt Blanca. That's why who, we like Honey Pot being nice and mellow. Who passed away a few years ago? Who I desperately had wanted to get some marijuana, and my family's like, no, 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 and she didn't. But she uh, was in a car accident, like in the like I want to say in the eighties or something like that, and fractured vertebrae in her back, and had back fusion surgery, like when that was a new thing. Yeah, yeah. like when they were developing back. So her back was effed to the max. And when she passed away, I think she was taking like 12 Oxycontin a day. Like OC40s or what? Something like that. Or 20s. I want to say 40s. Like cuz she was on she was on painkillers from the 80s. Or no, she wasn't on she was on more she was taking like 12 morphine, morphine pills a day. Fuck. And like because of the the tolerance she'd built up to it. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, dude, that already is. I mean, elderly people should be flocking to marijuana. It's a much, much safer for it. Definitely safer for your liver and your kidneys and your intestines and all that shit. Man. Bad for your waistline. Hey, oh, yeah, because you can't shit. <laughs> well, no, I was saying, you know, weed bad for your waistline because you get the munchies. Oh, yeah. No, the. The oops. Oh yeah, no, the oops. Those will, yeah, that'll, that'll clog clog you up. Well, was it? Uh, you remember during the Super Bowl this year, there were like three commercials for uh, opioid induced constipation. Yeah, there was like, some. The there fuck? was some. There was something. Do you know how expensive that, ad time is during the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's how. But yeah, that's that, what a big business that is. Yeah, there was something about. There was some show or documentary that they were talking about how bad the problem with opiates were but it was sponsored by a pill pfizer <laughs> no it was, it was sponsored by a company that helps you shit from from being constipated oh, from opiates <laughs> you're like wait dude man it's you're talking about your target market there though Ugh, fuckers fucking gross Oh man! Gross. Uh, well, good. I but but here's the thing. So the flip side of that, though, kids smoking less. That's also though. That's a good thing though. That I feel like is bred of regulation. You know, when you regulate something's district, like, you would agree, April. If you were just a weed dealer selling weed. Well, you have a big sack of weed that you need to get rid of so you can have money to pay bills. Hypothetically? Hypothetically. (laughs) I mean, I'm just, yeah. No, I just play play into that. Yeah. uh, That's that's what you're thinking. So if you're near a high school and a couple high school kids walk by and and you go, hey, you guys want some weed, you're going to say that to them because you need to get rid of the weed to get the money. Whereas, I don't know. I think. Selling drugs within a certain amount of feet from the school is way more jail time. Okay. Just go with me on the hypothetical. I mean, I I heard. Go with me on the hypothetical here. Let's say you're a few miles down from the school. The kids just have a long walk home. All right? 
They walk past The only it. time it's acceptable to sell to a high school kid is when you're also in high school. Okay. <laughs> I've met a, I've met because I was a high schooler who was around a lot of dudes who smoked weed. And yeah, all of like most of them were buying from college kids. I mean, if it's your older brother, slightly a older brother's friend and sli- like if somebody's like in their 30s slanging high school kids, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> or you're their dad. <laughs> or both. In my but what case. I'm saying is there's nothing to stop them from doing that because they're doing something illegal anyways. Yeah. Whereas, Well, yeah, you're talking about having integrity within a criminal. Whereas here, huh. I'll even, I will grab this studio's, this, this studio has a business license that sits on its wall. I have a business license here. Somebody's swinging their dick right now. <laughs> If this business license is hanging on a wall of a business, I'm responsible to the business that takes place inside of here, which means there's not a fucking chance in hell that a high school kid is ever going to get any fucking weed. Not in my store, because that shuts my store down. Mm -hmm. And I care more about the store now, because that's what's important. Right. Whereas there's still there's people that don't give a fuck. (laughs) (sighs) I mean, that will still serve an underage person or not. Okay, one of the shops... Why do people have to suck? One of the shops that I worked at, pretty much, you, if you spoke Russian, or if you were Armenian or Russian, you just got in. What? Yeah, you didn't even really have to be a friend. They could just like talk their way in. This was a while ago. Not, but, yeah. I mean... It's like... But they weren't underage. Nah. No, definitely not. Definitely not. A, so okay. So fucking okay. They're not underage. Isn't that the point of this? The point is that we, everyone's just like, oh, we, we're worried about it getting in the hands of kids. We don't want to get in the hands of kids. And you're making it more available and popular. And it's going to be in the hands of kids. Well, okay. Let's make it as difficult as possible to keep out of the hands of kids. Right. How do? You, how is it difficult though? If it's legal for an adult to buy it. Just like booze, like oh, you keep who keeps booze away from kids? Unless you lock that shit up. Once they're of age to know that that shit makes you feel fucked up when you drink a little bit of it, you got to start hiding it. Because I know my mom would go to work and I would have friends over and drink all her shit, and then they'd get grounded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'd be puking. She'd come home. I'd have a girl fucking. Well, this happened once, but. Yeah, no, I've had that happen with we, my parents coming home. And, yeah, you, know, you get into the liquor cabinet. But we, had, we never, we never broke into my sloshed. parents' liquor cabinet. We just got uh, your own. Well, we, uh, we theoretically, we would drive down to the local CVS, uh-huh. and uh, we had this buddy who uh, he ran. I'm not even joking. He ran a four four forty. A what? A four four forty. He ran the forty yard dash in four point four seconds. He was obs- that's an obscenely fast time. Like this kid was a f- like could have been a world class sprinter if he wasn't just a ridiculous drug addict. Uh, but he would go in there and he would theoretically get two handles. Like we would just all vote on what the two handles of liquor we wanted were for the night, and he would go in there and he would grab two handles of them and just sprint out of the store. Fast as he could, and then we'd have to hypothetically, hypothetically, and then we'd have to <laughs> hypothetically break off the little plastic lids oh, that man. were on the, the, the security, the security lids. lids. We had to break those off. You're a derelict. 
<laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> and I was driving the I was theoretically driving the getaway car like three blocks underage. down. Yeah, fucking underage. If, if we weren't underage, we'd have paid for it. Yeah. But we were underage, so and we didn't want to we didn't have an older brother or sister to buy it for us. I had a fake when I was young and the Well, this was before I had my fake. I got my fake my senior year of high school. Are going into is the summer going because uh, when my cousin graduated from ASU and I went to the graduation, uh, I found out that Arizona State IDs are valid till you're 65. And he was moving to Chicago and getting an Illinois ID. And I was like, hey, we look really similar. Can I get your Arizona ID? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, sure. Here you go, cuz. Go get into bars. And that's what I did. Excellent. I had I got one that was like super fake, but then when they started to, it was a Connecticut ID, and then I got one where the when they stopped having like the insert photographs and it was just all one card, there was a way to like erase the number and put like a different number on top, and that's <laughs> I had one of those hypothetically. Ah, uh, hypothetically, yeah, that's those. But are I got that taken away. That was like prom time, like junior, like I was a junior or whatever, and then that was it. Uh, for my fake ID experience. But then I found one who looked like my friend who was younger than me. She wasn't even 18 yet. And I found an ID that made her like 22. And it was some short girl that looked just like her. And I, cause I found a wallet and I was like, dude, this is yours right there. And then she was getting into things that were 21 and over that I couldn't get into. Oh, bitch. I hooked her up. Oh. It was really cool. And then uh, I have a friend that's a security guard at a, once upon a time at a place, hypothetically. And uh, he let me take a a stack and look through and see if I if it looked like. And, I, and so I hooked my little cousin up with one that looks, <laughs> looks a lot like her <laughs> <laughs> just by going through the stack, hypothetically. And uh, it was it was a. Uh, She's she's a happy happy gal. She's twenty one now, anyway. So. so moving on to our last subject. So the Colorado DA said uh, some confusing shit about legalization because he was he seemed to be speaking out against legalization, citing uh, violent crimes, much like we talked about last week with the New York guy who's like, oh, all the. All the police the, commissioner. Yeah, the police commissioner's like, oh, all the violence I see is around the drug dealers, and most of the drug dealers are dealing weed. And we said, well, if weed was legal, then they wouldn't be dealing, and they wouldn't be violent. They probably just had their coke stashed better than their weed. Yeah, You can't exactly. really stash weed. I mean, you can't really stash... Well, they like, probably found coke and weed, it. but it's like going... You find this one with coke and weed, and you find this one with heroin and weed, and you find this one with ecstasy and weed. And you and keep weed. the heroin, and you book them for the weed. Well, no, I don't... It's not even that. It's going... Yeah. All all of them have weed, but all of them have something else, too. It's a common denominator. Like, it's just a common... De- exactly. It's just a common denominator. What I'm saying is take that off the books, then. Because everyone seems like... that. That's the... So this guy is saying that there's still a lot of drug sale. So here's the thing. So he was saying, oh, I think legalization is wrong because we still have a lot of drug sale to children... No. Or, sorry, what, what no, was the, it? He said, he said nearly two-thirds of the homicide cases he's overseen in the recent years have been uh, – they've had a blatant connection to marijuana. The uprising in murder, he said, could be traced back to a legion of small-time dope dealers who are slinging the herb on the streets with rabid enthusiasm because legal weed has made it easier for the black market to thrive. And then in quotes – 
there is increased crime, sometimes violent crime, associated with legalization of marijuana. It's easier for there to be a black market and a legalized system than there was before. But here's the thing, though. Dog shit. Well, co- eh. here's where Colorado's fucking things up, though. Because something like isn't close to a third of Colorado, the counties were like, nah, but we don't want it. They voted it out. So it, this is that's I don't the think thing. it's I think it's less than that. It, it might be less than that, but it, it, a good deal of counties have decided that they don't want, and that's what keeps the black market alive. Like it's it, yeah, and it was also saying surrounding states. So if you're it, unless the, unless the whole country is legal, if your surrounding states or don't have legal cannabis, then they're still. Listen, now that we've reached fifty percent, we need a we need a national discussion because we're learning that marijuana we're learning that marijuana, m- much like abortion, in this way, it's like it's one of those conversations that you go, listen, you can talk about whether you like it and you don't like it, blah blah blah, but we we have to stop parsing the issue. We have to stop going. Well, I'm okay with this kind and this kind and this kind, but not with that kind and that kind and that kind. And listen, and personally. In my heart of hearts, I think late-term abortion is kind of borderline and on fucking murder. But I believe that abortion is is something that a woman should be allowed to choose to do. So therefore, whether I like it or not, whole scale, I have to be behind all of it. You don't get to parse the issue. It's becoming the same thing with marijuana now. We have to stop parsing the issue. We have to stop having... You know, a state that goes, we legalized it recreationally. Well, but this county says they don't want it. And this county says they don't want it. And this county says that they want it only if it's medicinal. Well, no. We need it or we don't need it. We need a national discussion on whether we need it. That's the whole point of all this. Right? Yeah. No, you're right, though, too. Here's the part where it says... 10 out of 15 of the last drug-related murders in Aurora were connected to black market marijuana deals. Their reports uh, seem to suggest that the majority of these were involving teenagers. Yeah. Because a drug dealer gives no fucks about who he sells to. He has a product he needs to get rid of. And listen, I'm acknowledging that when we legalize marijuana, because that's probably what's going to come up eventually, hopefully in my lifetime, knock on wood, in my lifetime, we'll have legalized marijuana. And guess what? There's still going to be drug dealers and they're going to be dealing other things. Right now, most of them are dealing heroin. Mm -hmm. That seems to be the big up and comer because of why? Fucking opiate addiction. Something that marijuana helps wean people off of. So, eh. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting worked up this episode, aren't I? Just a bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit. A little worked up. <laughs> it's we haven't okay. sm- we haven't smoked enough weed this episode. That's probably the problem. Yeah, no. no haven't smoked you nearly did bring enough. You the bong in here. I didn't. I did, and then we didn't smoke it. Fuck. Well, because we smoked that big fucking joint that we rolled that lamb's, lamb's bread. bread. Yeah, that was fucking nice. That was mm-hmm. real fucking nice. I enjoyed that. But yeah, this Colorado D. De- I get what he's saying and I get the yeah we don't want violence in these cities and and saying that it's around drugs is bad and I know this seems like that super dumb libertarian thing to say where you're just going oh we'll fucking legalize it. but in this case I'm not saying in every case but in this case I feel like I, we've reached the point where that is something that we need to put on the table as something we can try Mm-hmm. Let's just try full scale national legalization. 
Why? I mean, well, that's what that's the whole point of this. What they're talking about is it only if there's surrounding states. The best quote about it, I was this one at the bottom where they say blaming Colorado's regulated marijuana system for violence uh, stemming from illegal sales is like blaming Colorado's traffic laws for accidents caused by drivers who run red lights. <laughs> I did. That's a very, very good analogy. Sorry, what were you saying there? No, it doesn't even. It doesn't even it matter. Doesn't even matter. <laughs> you guys, it doesn't. It doesn't matter what you're. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. So, anyways, we we've reached the end of the episode now. How, you, you're going to be gone for a few weeks, so uh, you know. I hopefully I'm not gone for that long. But. You got the birthday coming up though in a few weeks. So. Yeah. We got any plans for that? What are we doing? What's going on for that? I don't know. I don't know. Hollywood Forever Cemetery, maybe. Oh, that's right. Uh, God, uh, seeing the God, uh, not yeah. Godfather, uh, Goodfellas. Yeah, and then yeah, uh, on my actual birthday, I'll probably maybe go shoot some guns again. Oh, yeah. My favorite should, kind of birthday shot. We should go do that again. That was a good time. Yeah. It was a good time going and shooting on yeah. your birthday. Yeah. A little bang, bang. Go and go get some dinner somewhere. Yeah, that sounds about right. She goes. I, I might have to take you out to some. We might have to take you out to a steak dinner for your birthday. Mm. That might be nice. Maybe me and Sid are going to take you out to a steak dinner. Maybe oh, okay. go. Maybe we go to Boa for your birthday. That'd yeah. be nice. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Go down to Santa Monica. Get some. Get some expensive fucking steaks. Fucking. I like I fucking fucking ever Spi- since wicked expensive. Ever since I went on the road with Jay Hollingsworth, <sighs> I can't stop saying fucking. And it's like F A H K. Yeah, fucking. Fucking. It's a fucking. It's yeah. So uh, yeah, fucking. As far as me, uh, I'm. I got. I finally got my dates for uh, for Reno. I'll be there uh, the twenty third, twenty fourth, and twenty fifth. And I will be co-headlining the show on the 23rd. Heck yeah. Which is going to be pretty awesome. I'll be doing a long... They told me like 25, but the thing is like the owner of the club's not going to be there. And I know I'm going last. And there's no there's no second show that night. So they even told me they're like... Fucking, do, so, you, do what you do. You do you, boo. So Ride who knows? it out. Who knows what could happen that night? I that hope the, listen, the owner of the club does not listen to this podcast. I'm sure he doesn't. <laughs> I, I might try to do some time in Boston, but I don't know yet. So well, you know, you're going to my Twitter. See, see what happens out there. You know, that, could, that could go either way. But the other uh, exciting news on that, we don't know for sure. But me and Justin Ruppel, the gentleman I'll be out there with, who just won First Impressions, his episode. Oh. Uh, it was on USA, the Dana Carvey show. Uh, yes. Winner of $10,000. He's a regular over here. A regular over here and a, a friend of the cantilingus. Me and him might be throwing out a first pitch at the Reno Aces baseball game. All right. Uh, they got a minor league ballpark there. You catching or pitching? I will be catching. <laughs> Ruppel will be pitching. Sounds about right. But... But because I took jokes, we know we know a guy who works in their uh, in their front office. And I told him, I'm like, I'm gonna be catching butt, catching butt. Yeah. But I need a guy to stand on second base and I want to gun out a runner after the pitch. Like I want Ruppel to pitch and I want to catch it and gun it down to second and and get it getting out. That's all I want in my life. You better practice your throw. You know what? Listen, warm I warm up that arm. I've been a baseball player in parts of my life that uh, warm that shit are up. Very far gone, but I will be practicing. 
the I'm going to get it down. Springbok was cool. I saw all the rugby players. I was like, I need yeah, to come yeah, back. The, awesome. I, the food awesome. was bomb. Yeah, it is fucking good as Billy shit. was cool. It was a cool room. It's a great room. It's wonderful. I just wish you'd stop calling it the Van Nuys Comedy Club because then you have to tell people, it's the Van Nuys Comedy Club. Where is that? It's in the Springbok Barn Grill. Like, I wish you'd just be like, it's at the Springbok. Because the Springbok's a nice place. I like the Springbok. I love the Springbok. There were rugby players. There are rugby, rugby players there all the time. In uniform. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Probably just <laughs> after the game. I don't know. I had a lamb chop dinner, and there were rugby players. And yeah, and even though I was weepy. Who are studly men, and they have sexy accents. I can't say I was mad at that, but they weren't really in the comedy area. No, they no, were they were outside drunk. drinking. Yeah. You no, know, it was just the uniform that made me go, uh, oh, he and did say they were rugby players. Well, because players the short, you, you can't miss those short this, shorts. Yeah. You can't miss the shorts that come right up to the shorts? booty no, line. No, they had like stripy pants on. Was they Were they not rugby players? They might not have been rugby oh, players. Geez. It was some sort of... I really was the uniform that caught my eye, not even the the body within it. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, players here, hi." Uh, well, anyways, listen to my dick jokes. <laughs> well, anyways, I'll be well, slanging them. I'll miss you while you're out of town. Yeah. I don't know. We might record one more tomorrow. We'll see. We might record one more to. Put I hope in, to not be gone for that long. To put in the shoot. I want to be back to vote. Yeah, you do have to be back to vote. That's I have important. to be back to vote. That's important. It's mucho important. The vote, the vote here in California might actually matter for once. That's that's actually a real thing. So I'd like to hope so. The, all of you people who are saying Bernie's hopes aren't dead, uh, if you live in California, you're talking about yourself. All of you need to vote because Bernie needs to win. I think I think he'd have to carry something like sixty percent of Los Angeles. Mm. And if he can carry sixty percent of Los Angeles, he, he's going to fucking destroy in san francisco yeah and if he can do that he would have an argument for all of the california delegates Mm -hmm. and that would get him maybe close to back in the game so yes you're very right voting is very important this year for california in the primaries so that is my my goal so get your ass back and plus my birthday yeah you got to be here for your birthday because we're going to party over there we're going to take you for steaks all right. Thank you so much to the Crab Diving Network. Thank you so much to the Rafopolis Studios. Thank you to my awesome co-host April for uh, coming in and recording with me and being uh, being my co-host, whom I love because I love you. Aww, and I'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>